वेलकम टू द मैराथन सीजन ऑफ नीटेबल एम डी एस की पाठशाला पॉडकास्ट आई एम योर होस्ट डॉक्टर एंड यू आर अटेबल ट्यून इन फॉर न्यू एपिसोड एवरी डे टिल द नीट एम डी एस ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी टू एग्जाम इन दिस एपिसोड वील बी रीडिंग अ चैप्टर फ्रॉम ओरल एंड मैगजिन फेशियल सर्जरी एंड द चैप्टर विद कवर्ड इन दिस एपिसोड इज एक्सोडोंशिया एंड इम्पैक्शंस so basically we'll be covering questions and concepts around dental extractions so let's get straight into it so first of all rotatory movement is used for extraction of which tooth is it mandibular canine maxillary central incisor or maxillary lateral incisor correct answer is maxillary central incisor the two teeth which can be removed only by the rotatory motion or rotation motion are maxillary central incisors and mandibular second premolars so remember that rotation motion only is required for maxillary centrals and mandibular second premolars next what will happen if a tooth fragment is inhaled so in an inhaled foreign body it usually enters the right bronchus So if you find that the fragment is not located in the mouth pack radiographs of the socket and the chest are taken if the tooth is located in the bronchus it should be removed immediately by a bronchoscope if it is not removed it can lead to lung abscess or it can also cause bronchiectasis next question a bullseye type of appearance is seen in an iopa what can it be correct answer is a lingually placed mandibular third molar So if there is a lingual impaction or a lingually placed mandibular third molar then it can give a bull's eye appearance on the IOPA. Next, if a pregnant patient in the second trimester falls into syncope during extraction then what position should be kept in? Correct answer is a left lateral position. So a pregnant patient if she falls into syncope she should not be kept in supine or reclined position. to avoid the pressure on inferior vena cava by the fetus which will result in poor venous retention and hypotension and so the patient is turned onto the left side that is left lateral position to relieve the pressure next reactionary hemorrhage after extraction can occur because of is it a broken roots b high blood pressure c sharp interdental septum or d gingival laceration correct option would be b that is high blood pressure so primary hemorrhage it occurs as a normal part of surgery from an unavoidable trauma during extraction then second type of hemorrhage is intermediate or reactionary hemorrhage which occurs within 24 hours post operatively and it is usually due to rise in blood pressure or slipping of ligature and the third type is secondary hemorrhage which occurs 7 to 14 days post operatively and it can occur as a result of breakdown of the clot on account of infection next question the mechanical advantage which is obtained from the wheel and axle principle of elevator is the answer is 4.6 and the elevator that works on this wheel and axle principle is crossbar or winters elevator next the mechanical advantage for wedge type principle will be 2.5 and the elevators that work on this principle are apex elevators wedge elevators and extraction forceps and the mechanical advantage of lever principle is 3 and straight elevator works on this principle next question displacement of a root into the maxillary sinus during extraction 
is most likely to happen during the extraction of which tooth correct option will be maxillary first molar because the palatal root of the maxillary first molars are very close to the maxillary sinus the sequence of probable displacement of roots during the extraction into the sinus are firstly the first maxillary molars followed by maxillary second premolars followed by maxillary first premolars and lastly maxillary second molars next question if a patient is on dicomoral therapy and he requires a tooth extraction which lab test will you be doing to evaluate the patient's surgical risk the answer is prothrombin time so prothrombin time is increased in patients on anticoagulant therapy or salicylate therapy it is also prolonged in the cases of liver diseases and in deficiency of factors 1 2 5 7 and 10 the normal prothrombin time is 11 to 15 seconds and extraction can be carried out when prothrombin time is within 1 and 1/2 times the normal prothrombin time that is about 20 to 23 seconds next if a patient is taking 60 mg of hydrocortisone daily how should the dose be altered on the day before extraction so on the day before extraction the dose should not be changed because patients under corticosteroid therapy will have concomitant decreased adrenal reserve and will decompensate when exposed to additional stress such as during extraction in order to prevent adrenal crisis the dose should not be missed during one day before the extraction next what is the complication if an air order is used at 30000 rpm for an impacted molar the answer is it can lead to emphysema next why is it important to take medical history in extraction patients this is because to determine if they have a bleeding disorder also next question if there is a liver disease in a patient what is the possible complication during extraction the complication can be bleeding excessive bleeding can occur next what is a dry socket so a dry socket is a form of localized osteitis which is characterized by an acutely painful tooth socket containing bare bone and broken down clot the patients of dry socket they complain of continuous severe throbbing pain that usually starts 3 to 4 days after extraction and management of dry socket will include irrigation of the socket with warm saline followed by obtundent dressing this dressing is called pom pom dressing and the pathogenesis behind dry socket is remember this term it's burns hypothesis b i r n burns hypothesis next if after a lower molar extraction there is trismus after 4 weeks what can be the cause of this trismus so the cause can be breakage of needle in the pterygomandibular space what is trismus trismus is the inability to open the mouth due to muscle spasm and it can be caused by injection into the medial pterygoid muscle resulting in hematoma formation or infection and how will you treat this by application of heat and administration of antibiotics to relieve the symptoms next question which elevator can fit in operator's hand well and can be rotated between the thumb and the fingers it is warwick james elevator usually when deciduous roots cannot be grasped with forceps they are displaced towards the permanent tooth with the warwick james elevator using the bony socket wall as a fulcrum Next which of the following is an absolute contraindication for extraction of teeth A hypertension B myocardial infarction C thyrotoxicosis or D central hemangioma 
करेक्ट आंसर इज डी सेंट्रल हिमांजियोमा बिकॉज एक्सट्रैक्शन ऑफ अ टूथ विच इज रिलेटेड विद सेंट्रल हिमांजियोमा विल रिजल्ट इन प्रोफ्यूज ब्लीडिंग एंड इमीडिएट डेथ ऑफ द पेशेंट नेक्स्ट वाइल एक्सट्रैक्टिंग मैंडिबुलर थर्ड मोलर इट इज नोटेड दैट द डिस्टल रूट इज मिसिंग वेयर कैन द रूट टिप बी इन द सबमेंटल स्पेस और इन द सब मैंडिबुलर स्पेस इन द पैराफेरेंजल स्पेस और इन द टेरिगोमैंडिबुलर स्पेस सो मोस्ट लाइकली द रूट टिप कैन बी इन द सब मैंडिबुलर स्पेस बेसिकली द लोकेशन ऑफ रूट टिप विल डिपेंड ऑन द पोजिशन ऑफ द थर्ड मोलर इफ द टूथ इज वर्टिकली पोजिशन द रूट टिप इज मोस्ट लाइकली इन द सब मैंडिबुलर स्पेस If the tooth is in mesoangular or horizontal position it will be located in pterygomandibular space and maxillary third molars on the other hand are usually pushed into the infratemporal space Next question after a complete mouth extraction one day later there are blue and black spots seen on the neck of patients what can be these spots due to this is basically post operative ecchymosis So ecchymoses are large extravasations of blood into the subcutaneous tissues with facial discoloration caused by breakdown of hemoglobin. The common areas of postoperative ecchymosis are circum orbital and submandibular regions, lower lip and floor of mouth. The management of such a case will include immediate application of cold followed by heat and in severe cases antibiotics are prescribed along with proteolytic enzymes which causes the breakdown of coagulated blood. next guess if the statement is true or false the extraction of a tooth during acute infection will help in drainage and relieve pain if proper antibiotic is given and its adequate blood level is reached the answer is statement is true so acute infection should not be considered as a contraindication to extraction if access and anesthetic considerations can be met the tooth should be removed as early as possible after maintaining a proper antibiotic level and the extraction will give a rapid resolution of the infection next question when a forceps is utilized for removal of a tooth which is the first direction of force to be applied so while using forceps the first direction of force is applied apically so the tip is placed on the root surface as far apically as possible and then the other movements are given In maxilla the first movement is always apically except in the lateral incisors all the teeth are moved buccally and lateral incisors are moved apically and palatally because of their palatal inclination in mandible the first movement again is apical followed by labial movement for anteriors and lingual movement for posteriors next question During extraction it is seen that the tuberosity is fractured but remains attached to the mucoperiosteum with an intact blood supply what can be the treatment is it a remove the tuberosity b refer to oral surgeon c elevate a flap and do transosseous wiring or d reposition the fragments and stabilize with sutures correct answer is d that is reposition the fragments and stabilize with sutures Next question. Number 16 cowhorn forceps are specially designed to extract which tooth? The answer is mandibular molars. Cowhorn forceps are used for removal of grossly decayed maxillary and more commonly mandibular third molars. Number 16 and 23 cowhorn forceps are used for removal of mandibular third molars and number 88 cowhorn forceps are used for removal of maxillary third molars. 
नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन वाई विल यू गिव अमोनिया इन अ सिंकोप पेशेंट वॉट इज इट्स प्रिंसिपल एक्शन आंसर इज इट इज अ रेस्पिरेटरी स्टिमिलेंट सो लेट्स लर्न अबाउट सिंकोप सिंकोप इज अ ट्रांजियन लॉस ऑफ कॉन्शियसनेस ड्यू टू सेरिब्रल एनॉक्सिया एंड प्री डिस्पोजिंग फैक्टर्स कैन बी एंगजाइटी फियर साइट ऑफ ब्लड विच कैन इंड्यूस रिलीज ऑफ इंक्रीज अमाउंट्स ऑफ कैटेकुलाइंस and this in turn results in lowered peripheral resistance and fall in the blood pressure leading to cerebral ischemia syncope is characterized by pallor dilatation of pupils coldness of skin and unconsciousness and the use of spirit of ammonia will act as a respiratory stimulant and it will overcome cerebral hypoxia next which is the best time of extraction in pregnancy the best time is the second trimester The first trimester is avoided because it is the stage of organogenesis and here the fetus is highly susceptible to developmental malformation if the mother passes through stress and strain and in the third trimester large quantities of steroids are released into the blood so the pituitary gland secretes oxytocin which stimulates uterine contractions and hence there is a chance of premature labor Next question there is a term called rubber band extraction in which patients is this extraction done answer is bleeding disorder patients if patient have bleeding disorders such as hemophilia and hemangioma then rubber band extractions are done next let's learn about winters line so winters line is basically three imaginary lines that are drawn on radiograph for impacted teeth these three lines are white line amber line and red line The white line it is drawn touching the occlusal surfaces of first and second molars and is extended posteriorly over the third molar region. It indicates the difference in occlusal level of second and third molars. Next comes the amber line. It is drawn from the crest of interdental bone between first and second molars and extends posteriorly distal to third molar or to the extending ramus. It indicates the amount of alveolar bone covering the impacted tooth and the portion of tooth that is not covered by the bone. Next is the red line. It is drawn perpendicular from the amber line to an imaginary point of application of elevator. It will indicate the depth of the tooth in the bone and the difficulty encountered in removing the tooth. Next, during extraction of lower impacted right molar, the bone is removed up to which level? The answer is up to the cemento enamel junction and there are two ways of bone removal first is by using high speed handpiece and burr technique this technique is psychologically acceptable by the patient and it requires continuous irrigation with a coolant to reduce the necrosis of bone the second method is the chisel and mallet technique it is usually less acceptable by the patient and the jaw bone should be immobilized to prevent fracture and there is less chances of bone necrosis in this case Next question which is the best treatment for a case of pericoronitis involving an impacted mandibular third molar the answer is extraction of the involved third molar and usually pericoronitis is the most common cause for removal of impacted mandibular third molars it is usually recurrent in nature and may cause the damage of bone around the second and third molars so extraction of involved tooth is the best treatment in this case next which is the most difficult impaction of third molar it is the distoangular impacted tooth whereas the least difficult is the mesoangular impaction and usually mesoangular is a more common one 
नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन वॉट इज द डायरेक्शन ऑफ द बिवेल ऑफ द चिजल ड्यूरिंग बोन कटिंग इज इट टूवर्ड्स द बोन टू बी सेक्रीफाइसड और अवे फ्रॉम द बोन टू बी सेक्रीफाइड आंसर इज इट इज टूवर्ड्स द बोन टू बी सेक्रीफाइसड नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन द एंटीबायोटिक कवरेज इज मैंडेटरी बिफोर एक्सट्रैक्शन इन विच ऑफ द फॉलोइंग हार्ट कंडीशन ए इस्टमिक हार्ट डिजीज बी हाइपर टेंशन सी कंजेस्टिव कार्डियक फेलियर और डी कंजनाइटल हार्ट डिजीज करेक्ट ऑप्शन इज डी कंजनाइटल हार्ट डिजीज सो देर आर थ्री कैटेगरीज हाई रिस्क मॉडरेट रिस्क एंड नेग्लिजिबल रिस्क हाई रिस्क कैटेगरी इज वेयर प्रोफाइल एक्सेस इज रिकमेंडेड सच एज इन केस ऑफ प्रोस्थेटिक कार्डियक वॉल्व बैक्टीरियल एंडोकाइडाटिस साइनोटिक कंजनाइटल हार्ट डिजीज और सी सी एच डी एंड सर्जिकली कंस्ट्रक्टेड सिस्टमिक पलमरी हार्ट केसेज ऑफ मॉडरेट रिस्क कैटेगरी विल इंक्लूड अदर कंजनाइटल मेलफॉर्मेशंस एक्वायर्ड वैल्वुलर डिसफंक्शन हाइपरट्रॉपिक कार्डियोमैपैथी एंड मिट्रल वॉल्व प्रोलैप्स विद रिगर्जिटेशन नेग्लेजिबल रिस्क कैटेगरी इज आर्टीरियोसेप्टल डिफेक्ट्स पेटेंट डक्टस आर्टीरियोसिस कोरोनरी बाईपास ग्राफ्ट मिट्रल वॉल्व प्रोलैप्स विदाउट रिगर्जिटेशन फिजियोलॉजिकल फंक्शनल और इनोसेंट हार्ट मर्मर एंड प्रीवियस रोमैटिक फीवर विद वैल्वुलर डिसफंक्शन In all these risk categories prophylaxis is recommended that is antibiotic coverage should be given before extraction Next post extraction bleeding in a leukemia patient is due to is it a increase in leukocytes b low calcium level c platelet disorder or d deficiency of clotting factors Correct answer is c platelet disorders The signs and symptoms of acute leukemia result from either bone marrow suppression or infiltration of leukemic cells into the organ tissues. These changes cause anemia, thrombocytopenia and a decrease in neutrophils. Thrombocytopenia causes spontaneous bleeding such as petechiae, ecchymosis, epistaxis and melena. Next question. In Wolfe assessment of impacted third molars, what does A stand for? is it axis of rotation or application of elevator or amber line or angulation of third molar correct option is angulation of third molar so let's see what is this warfe scoring assessment so w stands for winters classification h is for height of mandible a is for angulation of third molar r is for root shape f is for follicle and e is the exit path of tooth during the removal next question a 55 year old patient of myocardial infarction is on 75 mg of aspirin since the last 6 months he has to undergo extraction of carious tooth what should the dentist do so answer is that extraction can be done as this dose of aspirin does not lead to marked bleeding during extraction analgesic dosage of aspirin is 5 to 10 mg per kg per day and anti-inflammatory effect of aspirin is at 30 mg per kg per day so for a 60 kg patient the antiplatelet dose is 30 mg to 90 mg kg per day so routine dental extraction can be safely done in patients on long term antiplatelet medication with no interruption or alteration of their medication as they do not have any increased risk of prolonged or excessive post operative bleeding Next again a case based question a patient underwent extraction of third molar experiences pain in socket on the third day 
the socket is tender and there is no fever or swelling what is the treatment that should be done so by the history you can guess this is a case of dry socket which is also called as alveolitis sicca dolorosa or alveolar osteitis or localized alveolar osteomyelitis or fibronyloatic alveolitis so what will be the treatment if a dry socket occurs the aim of the treatment should be to relieve the pain and the speeding of resolution so the socket should be irrigated with normal saline and all degenerating blood clot should be removed sharp bony spurs should be either excised with ronger forceps or smoothened with a wheel stone a loose dressing composed of zinc oxide and oil of cloves on cotton wool is also tucked into the socket and analgesic tablets and hot saline mouth baths are prescribed and arrangements are made to see the patient in 3 days time let's also look at what are some of the risk factors for dry socket so firstly extraction of mandibular teeth are more prone to dry socket than maxillary teeth extraction of third molars especially impacted lower third molars then singleton extractions traumatic and difficult extractions females especially if they are using oral contraception poor oral hygiene and plaque control active or recent history of acute ulcerative gingivitis or pericoronitis associated with the index tooth smoking especially if someone smokes more than 20 cigarettes per day increased bone density either locally or generally such as in the case of paget's disease and osteopetrosis and if there is a previous history of dry socket following extractions next question ho and poiton in 1960 have developed a criteria to diagnose what so they have developed a criteria to diagnose the relationship of root apices of impacted third molars to the inferior alveolar canal and they call this the true relationship of the root apices of impacted third molars to the inferior alveolar canal now what is the relationship first is related but not involving the canal so they can be either separated adjacent or superimposed second is related to changes in the roots such as it can be darkening of the root dark and bifid root narrowing of the root or deflected root third is related to changes in the canal which can be interruption of lines converging canal or diverted canal next during an extraction of upper posterior teeth if the root is displaced into antrum which is the ideal radiograph that you will do to determine the position of the roots the answer is upper oblique occlusal radiograph next question which of the following consequences is expected when a tooth is lost a decrease in trabecular pattern b loss of bone width c loss of bone height or d all of the above correct answer is d all of the above and resorption of bone after tooth loss follows a predictable pattern even though the reduction of the residual ridge is a lifelong process it is greatest during the first year after tooth loss but the rate of bone loss does decrease thereafter internal remodeling results in a loss of organization and a thinning of trabeculae as well as disruption in the arrangement of lamellar and haversian systems the labial aspect of alveolar crest is the principal site of resorption which reduces first in width and later in height the pattern of resorption is different in maxilla and mandible the ridge resorbs downward and outward in mandible whereas in maxilla it resorbs upward and inwards 
नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन अकॉर्डिंग टू काइली एंड की विच इज़ अ एब्सोल्यूट इंडिकेशन फॉर रिमूवल ऑफ टूथ फ्रॉम अ फ्रैक्चर लाइन सो काइली एंड की हैव गिवन अ क्लासिफिकेशन फॉर इंडिकेशन ऑफ रिमूवल ऑफ टूथ फ्रॉम द फ्रैक्चर लाइन फर्स्टली वॉट आर द एब्सोल्यूट इंडिकेशन वन इज वर्टिकल फ्रैक्चर ऑफ द रूट सेकेंड इज प्री एग्जिस्टिंग पेरेपाइकल लेजन थर्डली लग्जेशन एंड सबलग्जेशन ऑफ द टूथ फ्रॉम द सॉकेट Fourthly, acute periodontitis, and fifth, teeth that prevent reduction of fractures should be removed. Next comes the relative indications. Relative indications are advanced caries, advanced periodontitis, tooth which serves no function, and teeth involved in untreated fractures which are presented more than three days after injury. Next question: If a patient who is on long-term steroid therapy comes for extraction what precaution should be taken should you stop the steroids or should you give more steroids or should you give antibiotic cover correct option is that more steroids should be given so if a patient is currently taking a steroid hormone maintenance of the routine doses schedule should be all that is required for the patient to tolerate the dental appointment satisfactorily however if the steroids have been used for a period of 2 weeks and had been discontinued within the past 1 month there is a possibility of supportive dose preceding the appointment which should be considered in case there is adrenal insufficiency how should it be managed firstly you should monitor the vital signs and strictly follow the anxiety reduction protocol if the patient is under corticosteroid therapy the patient should be doubled the dose on the day of extraction on the day before and the day after the extraction also If the patient is currently not on steroids but had 20 mg or more of hydrocortisone for more than 2 weeks within the past year then on the day before surgery you should give 60 mg im or iv on the day of surgery you should give 60 mg im or iv then 2 days after surgery you should give 40 mg im or iv and 3 days after surgery it should be 20 mg im or iv Next is a case based question. A 32 year old female patient underwent extraction of an upper first molar on the right side and 0.3 mm of perforation was created into the sinus wall. What is the procedure that should be done? The answer is no treatment is required. So this is a case of oroantral communication which is predominantly seen in the extraction of maxillary first molars. When an oroantral communication is created, immediate and spontaneous closure of the opening by normal blood clot formation and routine mucosal healing usually occurs. But oroantral communication may not heal spontaneously if the osseous defect is large. It has been reported that if the diameter of the opening is greater than 5 mm, then spontaneous healing may not occur and surgical intervention is required. So if it is 1 to 2 mm, then no treatment is required and it will heal naturally if it is 2 to 4 mm then you should carefully follow the patient after 1 to 2 weeks and avoid any straining the area such as no holding back sneezes no smoking no use of straws and no pressure to the sinus but if the communication is 6 mm or larger then you should follow up at 2 to 4 week intervals for 3 to 4 months prior to referring for surgery next again a case based question During extraction of the upper first molar the mesiobuccal root is missing and is suspected to be pushed into the maxillary sinus 
So which is the best position for the patient immediately after this incidence? The best position is to keep the patient upright. And what should you do to determine the antral perforation? So to check for the antral perforation, you can ask the patient to blow air through the nose with the nostrils closed. So basically, if a root tip is pushed into the sinus during extraction, you should place the patient in an upright position to allow gravity to draw the tip closer to the perforation. Then you can ask the patient to blow the nose with nostrils closed and then watch for the root tip to appear in view near the perforation for suctioning. One can also try antral lavage in which saline is injected into the sinus in an attempt to flush out the root. And iodoform gauze strips can also be packed into the sinus which when pulled out they tend to catch and remove the root tip as well. If all these local measures are unsuccessful then the patient may require a calval loop procedure in which the ipsilateral canine fossa is entered for a direct visualization of sinus and the removal of the root tip. Coming to what are the investigations that can be done to confirm the presence of fistula. First is a silver probe can be used to detect and confirm the presence of fistula. Second is nose blowing test. A cotton wisp is kept near the fistulous opening and the patient is asked to blow the nose with closed nostrils and open mouth. In the presence of oroantral communication, the air will displace the cotton wisp whereas any blood present will be seen in the bubble. Thirdly, a suction nozzle when placed over the fistula will create a sound similar to that produced by an empty bottle when it is blown. Fourthly, during rinsing of mouth, fluid can be seen escaping through the nares. So that is how you can confirm the presence of an oroantral fistula. Now taking this a bit further, what are the various pedicle flaps that can be used for closure of an oroantral fistula? They are basically buccal, palatal and bridge flaps. Some other flaps can also be used such as buccal pad of fat, tongue flap, turnover or hinge flap, nasolabial flap, gold foil, combination of buccal and palatal flaps and polyglycolic acid mesh or vicryl mesh. But the three major flaps that are useful are buccal, palatal and bridge flaps. In buccal flap, there is a typical trapezoidal flap created buccally corresponding to the area which is to be covered and it is usually used on dentulous patients. Then the palatal flap is used in edentulous patients so that the vestibular depth is maintained. And a pedicle bridge flap is a palatobuccal flap and it is perpendicular to the alveolar ridge. This is used only on edentulous part of the alveolar ridge. Now if the oroantral fistula continues for more than a period of 15 days, it is known as chronic oroantral fistula. And this should be treated in order to prevent further infection and to prevent regurgitation of fluid through the nose. Moving to the last question, which is the ideal time for removal of an impacted third molar? The ideal time is when one third to two thirds of the root is formed which generally corresponds to middle to late teenage years. If it is removed too early when the root is not formed, then the extraction process is difficult because the tooth tends to roll around in its own bony crypt. On the other hand, if the roots are completely formed, then the tooth is anchored firmly in place. So the ideal time is when one third to two thirds of the root is formed. Now this brings us to the end of this episode 
on oral and maxillofacial surgery where we learned about dental extractions and dental impactions i hope you like this summary see you in the next episode till then happy learning needables